Wham, Bam, Thank You Man is a podcast that discusses sex, intimate and sexual situations, sexualized anatomy, alcohol, and substance use. Naughty language will be used. We recommend listeners be 18 or older, as some content will not be suitable for younger listeners. Individual episodes may contain additional content warnings. Please refer to these at the start of each episode to keep yourself safe. Most importantly, have fun and enjoy. The man swam on three things, caffeine, sass, and smut. The last two we provide to the masses every week, but we haven't found a way to make a caffeinated podcast yet. Which is why I'm proud to introduce Atlas Coffee Club to you, our darling listeners. Atlas Coffee Club curates the top 1% of the world's best coffee, roasted and ground to your preference, and delivered freshly to your door. Each month, you'll receive single-origin, 100% Arabica coffee from a new country, a postcard from that country, and an info card detailing the country's history, tasting notes for the beans, and context about what makes your coffee unique. With a focus on sustainability and a commitment to paying above fair trade prices, Atlas Coffee Club is a great way to start the morning with a whole lot of good. Want to get in on this one-of-a-kind experience? Use code WBTYM at checkout or go to atlascoffeeclub.com WBTYM to get 50% off your first month's subscription and up to $50 off gifts. Get flirty and stay thirsty. Welcome to Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am, the smuttiest, sluttiest podcast this side of literary analysis. And this is Foreplay, our mini episode segment. You can expect to see Foreplay episodes on off weeks, meaning you can now hear our dulcet tones every Wednesday. I'm Corinne, and I'm here because I studied media and literature in college, and I thought I needed uh, to do more work in my day-to-day life. And uh, yeah, so that's how I got here. What about you, Andy? Just, like, this door was open, and someone, like, no one was home, so I just, like, came in and sat down at their computer, and, like, this was just up, so, hi, I guess. So you're breaking and entering right now? No, no one was home. It's not breaking and entering if no one's home. Obviously. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's how it works. I don't, I don't know the law. Uh, I'm a legal professional. Are you? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, God I'm not. damn it. She's innocent, obviously. <laughs> I am too rizzed up to go to jail. <laughs> because that's how jail works. Your Honor, I, I trust my client. Your Honor, my my riz is so high. This is not the jail could all. not contain this much riz. You can't put her in there. Another another gray hair. <laughs> I'll give you some of mine. No. Hey, I don't have any. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of, I don't hate the energy we've brought into the studio, but I fear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It does feel unruly, yes. Yeah. Ungover- ungovernable. Gesundheit. Hard word for me to say. Yeah. I mean, us, though. Hey, you at the bottom, do you want to go, or? Um, is that me? Am I on the bottom? Yeah. Oh. Hi. Apparently, I'm at the bottom, which actually makes a lot of sense for this point in my life. Hi, my name's Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mental health professional who also loves romance novels and smut, and I try to edu- educate these two fan fiction degenerates every dang day. And uh, they won't let me leave. Tell my mom I love her. Sometimes. Oh, and my <laughs> wife, too. Do you only love your wife sometimes? Yes. <laughs> no, no, 
see the look on her face. Just a. <laughs> it would be completely silent. Like the good, the yeah. good news is our couch is huge. Like all, <laughs> like Andy has visited my house. Like all six feet of me, I can sprawl out on that thing. You get lost in it. So you're ready for the doghouse after this airs. It's a deluxe doghouse, like one of those Instagram models dogs doghouse. <laughs> I got like paintings in there. I got like a little heating pad. I'm good. You have a little. Yeah, fountain. you just gotta share it with Sunny. <laughs> That's right. I'll have to. I'll have to share it with my golden retriever. I guess. Hi. <laughs> Saw it. Saw, dude. Ew. Never do that again. I'm sorry. You're too femme to saw, dude. I'm so sorry. You are wow. so femme. Yeah. We are a spectrum in this I love community, it. and I will not. <laughs> Fans can I, I love it. <laughs> can they? Just like physically? It just seems more like a like an inability. Not that like we're disallowing it. No, I just. Yeah, okay. For anybody who can't see this video, Roxy's making a face at us. The I'm simmering with rage face that we often get. <laughs> Yeah, that's just her normal face on this podcast. I, I'm getting wrinkles I didn't know I could get. <laughs> hey, a wrinkly face is a sign of a life well lived. I don't know if it's well lived, but it's lived. It's lived in. Life lived. It's a life All lived. All right. Now, today, we have a very special guest, ma'am. Author of Pirates of Eleutheria and its upcoming sequel, Goddess of the Sea, Brittany Jackson. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us. At this point, we would usually take a shot, but it's a scotch early for that, so I'm going to take a big drink of my coffee. I got water. Can you tell us a little about yourself, Brittany? I write, obviously. I also, um, I play flute and piccolo, and, um, me too. I read a lot, <laughs> and I have two kids, so I spend a lot of time running around after them. <laughs> Um, if we may ask, what are their ages? Um, the first one's 12, so he's running a little less these days, and then my second <laughs> one is 7, so he's still very much running. <laughs> Those are both very cute ages. Um, my niece and godson are right around the age of 12, and then uh, I have a nephew who's right around the age of 7, so. Yes, they are interesting adorable. ages. Yeah. yeah, well, especially they get start getting into a lot of trouble around twelve. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. new kinds of trouble. And they get along in in weirder ways. Like they fought over, you know, things that were easily sorted. But like yesterday, we were we went to McDonald's and they were arguing. It, I thought they were going to get into, like, a physical fight over the color of a car. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening in my back seat? <laughs> oh. oh, developing personalities. Yeah. The joys. <laughs> now, Brittany, we've brought you here for a very special episode. The hot topic for today is... Favorite romance tropes. What tropes can you not get enough of, ma'ams? I can go first if nobody has one at the top of the he their head, but I know that this is a topic we all have thoughts about. Go, Corinne. Go, Corinne. I'll go first. I'll go first. So I'm a big hurt comfort girly. Uh, yes. 
I love some good hurt comfort. You um, would. You I makes would. sense. You would. I would. I would. I also really love sharing a bed trope. Like there's only one bed. The forced proximity. Yeah, forced proximity. Yeah, that's I love a good it. one. I love that. Yeah. I, I love a good like hurt, especially when they're in the same story, like hurt comfort with forced proximity. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. Buddy. Somebody's hurt needs being needs to be taken care of and then there's only so much space, but they don't know each other that well and they have to get to know each other. Oh my god. <laughs> Put it in my veins. <laughs> See, my favorite of the sharing the bed trope and the forced proximity trope is the idiots to lovers and um, the fake dating. I It's the same reveal every time and it's still, like, I don't know what it is, but it just makes my bones happy. I can't, ex- I eat dirt. I eat dirt. It's good. <laughs> I eat dirt means it's good? Yes. I eat dirt means that there is no physical way for me to express how much I am. Ah, so it's, it. it's like a little kid on the playground <laughs> when they're really happy. They just start eating dirt. <laughs> like yeah, this exactly. Little child. Andy's in the sandbox right now. Just dirt. I stole that from Icarus Pendragon on TikTok. But <laughs> I'm eating dirt. I cannot judge you for eating dirt because, as the ma'ams already know, I'm kind of the toxic one <laughs> because I love tropes that are like obsessive or like the villain goes good to save the hero like i (laughs) that one's just cute i love that one i i very much love sorry i got distracted because corinne is holding her kitten and Mm -hmm. he is adorable i cannot he's a long boy he is a long boy um that's also another trope i love in characters when it comes to like animals like the grumpy character that like that loves pets and like shows a soft side when they're taking care of an animal i'm just like oh oh but yeah i love i love romance tropes like enemies to lovers i love obsessive toxic but not like y'all not y'all get kind of (laughs) overboard you're not looking for dead ducks no dead ducks yeah like some of y'all on book talk i (laughs) I try to put my therapist self aside, but at the same time, I'm just like, y'all bitches need therapy. <laughs> this is not, this is, this is, but like a little bit, a little bit of toxic, little as a treat, as a treat, not a whole meal. You're looking for like a half dead dove. Yeah. I want like a little seasoning of it on top of a, eventually becomes a healthy relationship. Like a little hot sauce, but not like a hot ones challenge. <laughs> like just a little sprinkle. It's almost like an enemies to lovers, but like a toxic to yes. healthy. Yes. That's my thing. <laughs> Sorry, Izzy keeps trying to eat the leftovers of my oatmeal. Oh, not for baby. He's a little garbage boy. Garbage boy. I'm a little garbage boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little garbage man. He's the garbage he's man. He's a little garbage man. Okay, Danny just <laughs> all over the gram. Brittany, what about you? Do you have any favorite tropes? Well, I would say I'm like the last reader to learn, and writer for that matter, to learn the names of tropes because I guess I was reading for so long before I had the internet that I just knew of things as, you know, oh yeah, I've seen it in this book, but I didn't like know the names of it. So I only recently learned 
the name of Hurt Comfort like a couple of years ago, but that's always been in all of my books. So I'm I'm guessing that's probably at the top because to me it doesn't even it it doesn't <laughs> even feel like I'm thinking about it when it's in there because it's just. And maybe that's just, like, my own mental health. Like, I've got to have somebody who, if I'm ever going to be with someone, I'm going to have to have somebody who's, like, not afraid of me being depressed or anxious or whatever. Maybe that's what it is. But I, I do really love that one. I, I think it's just a an expression of love or, or just concern because you don't have to love the person. You could just care about them. But concern in the most concrete way i uh i also like enemies to lovers obviously because i did that one and then with my first book i didn't do that it was i think it would be more like or my first series it would be more like um honestly i don't know what it would fall under i, I was gonna say friends to lovers but they're not they're sort of like really attracted to each other from the start and just being in denial so yeah that's idiots to lovers idiots to lovers <laughs> Okay, well then that's that's it. Pigeons to lovers, yeah. if you will. We, we call characters like that pigeons, where they're like so into each other, but they neither of them realize it. You keep trying to feed them bread, but they don't look at it. You keep throwing crumbs <laughs> in front of them, and they go the other way. <laughs> I will say, as, as a purveyor of hurt comfort who spends way too much time mentally evaluating where I am as a human person, I personally love the story of hurt comfort in seeing the development, like you gotta hurt them for them to get better, if that makes sense for them for it to be earned. Yeah, in a storytelling way, Roxy, get your head I'm out of your not hands. Saying anything, I'm not getting it out of your hands. Um, but I, it's just like it's it's the pressure making the diamond. Like that's that's why I like it, and I. I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm not trying to offer uh, maybe a way that, like, if we vibe similarly with it or however. I think you get hurt so much in, in real life that seeing, it, I mean, at least in my life, most people are very apathetic in real life. And so seeing a character actually respond with kindness is enough to make you start falling in love with that character. And I think that is a lot of what we look for in romance novels. We're looking for the romance of the characters, but in a way, we want to fall in love with them, too. We we want to love them. And and I think Hurt Comfort really is a genre of, of romance where you, you do that. You do fall in love with the characters because you're seeing them being caring towards each other, even under sometimes extreme or weird or bizarre circumstances. The funnier or weirder the circumstance, the better for me. <laughs> I, I want it to be, like, so weird. <laughs> but I am also a person who, I don't know if it, it's quite, like, I guess it's kind of a trope. Uh, kind of the, like, Beauty and the Beast sort of trope. Yes. I, I love a, a monstrous love interest um, mm -hmm. with a character who sees the true them. And I know that's definitely a psychological thing for me. I really associate with monstrous characters because uh, I, I had a lot of medical trauma growing up. And so, like, you know, I have, I have scars and things like that. And, like, I'm not bothered by them at all. But there was a period in my life where I was. And so I definitely feel for characters like that that feel othered by society, either because of how they look or because of how they are. And yeah, that's, it's definitely something I associate with uh, that we don't need to therapize too much. It's against my code of ethics. I can't. Friends, <laughs> you can't. You can't. Yeah, you You're can't not, therapize no, me. We're good. And we already we already figured out 
we couldn't afford the like what the amount we would have to pay Roxy to dive into our respective <laughs> yeah. shit. We can't afford uh, that. Th- th- these suitcases are too full to unpack. Like if you open Ooh, them, they will explode. Just burn them. Just outside my clinic, there's like a Wendy's drive-through, like a combo <laughs> meal, bring a friend deal, you know. <laughs> and can I get a, a side of a childhood trauma with the current trauma? Yes, uh, and I'd like to order a sprite too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Also, like I brought my own mommy issues. I don't know Is if that, that like, okay? contributes to the meal. You can bring it in. You can bring in those mommy oh, yeah, issues. Daddy issues too. Yes. Because like somehow yes. I got both. All right. Uh, sick. But with the daddy issues, we may have to add an extra charge. But it's okay to bring in. <sighs> now you get a discount if you bring another friend. That old bastard. <gasps> <laughs> Buy one therapy session, get one free. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hand out like coupons. There's like a punch card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you see someone being rude in like line, and you just walk up to him and hand him a car that says, "You're fucked up. Here's therapy." <laughs> <laughs> the little punch card is like, um, it has like little brains on it, and like the the brains in the beginning are red, and then they like go from like red to orange to yellow to green, and like green is like you've been to so many therapy sessions, you get one free, and also maybe your brain is healthier. <laughs> <laughs> and if it isn't, you just take the card. Like, if they say something really just off-kilter or, like, some, like they're not getting better, you just take their card and replace it with a new one. Yeah, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Keep coming. <laughs> We've gotten very off, off track, yeah, as I'm often so happens. No, it's okay. It was mostly me. I started it. It's okay. One time I was doing my clinic notes, and I accidentally typed up client instead of client and like to this day some of my co-workers are like how did the the work with the client go and i'm like listen here, <laughs> ah yes your clients your clients don't 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 typing is hard i'm gonna be thinking about that for a while you and your clients <laughs> Brittany, do you see what they put me through do you see <laughs> harassment that was a laughter that was laugh so she gets it she's with us yeah she's, team she's on our side fun wow <laughs> yeah we're team fun yeah <laughs> am i not entertaining <laughs> she'll lead you down the path of righteousness we'll lead you down the path that rocks <laughs> this is like a dare program like don't go with those girls even though you think they're cool they're gonna make you do drugs <laughs> uh, drugs are expensive i wouldn't share <laughs> <laughs> crack me up whenever they're like check your kids candy around halloween it's like who is giving children expensive drugs who in this economy what? yeah also no. don't do that that's bad we're not but sharing like, drugs I... with anyone's kids yeah <laughs> those are mine god how did we go from <laughs> how did we go from being like man we got off kilter to those are my <laughs> drugs man magic <laughs> my magic Brittany, i'm i'm so sorry Brittany. <laughs> I hope you were at least entertained. <laughs> so, um, I I want to ask this is kind of in the same vein um, as as favorite trope. Do you have uh like a comfort character, Brittany? Like for instance, my comfort character, my blurbo is Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Uh, so like just a character that 
I go to for all my Blorbo needs. Which, if you're unfamiliar with the term Blorbo, basically means just the character that you think about way too much. You roll them around your head like a marble, or <laughs> you, you turn them like a 3D model when you're bored. <laughs> do you have any of those? Or, or do you have a character that is like your own character that you do that to? I'm not sure. I probably have more, too many to single out. Like, I am... Oh gosh, it really is hard to single anybody out. I I, I love uh the Doctor from Doctor Who and all of all of the <laughs> like it's really hard to choose between them. I love thirteen though because that we got something sapphic for a few minutes. I mean I guess it was going on for a while with Diaz, but the Doctor didn't really Yeah. Show it until the end. I love Spock. I love Deanna Troy, Picard. I think everybody loves Picard. Question. I want to do unholy things to Picard. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna ask. Have you been watching Below Decks? I haven't. No, I I, I haven't watched uh, any of the the Strange New Worlds or Discovery. I, I want to get I want to get to them, but I'm trying. I, I was trying to go back. And watch all the way from the beginning because I now have yeah. Paramount. And, you know, I never um, had that opportunity before because I was always, like, catching reruns and stuff. So I wanted to go and make sure I didn't miss any episodes. And that's taking forever. So um, I just hear the Blow Decks is really good. I've actually never really been much of a Star Trek fan. Like, I enjoy it. But it was always, my family was a Star Wars family. My uncle, Star Trek. But um, oh. I had a, a friend in college who two friends in college actually who love Star Trek and every time I would go and visit their dorms they'd be watching Star Trek and so I would just sit down and watch episodes um one's favorite captain was Captain Janeway um and so I watched a lot of that series um which I'm not sure which one it is but whichever one Captain Janeway is from Voyager yeah uh she's from yeah so then I watched a lot of Voyager um because Two of two of my friends both really liked Captain Janeway. I think they definitely had Janeway crushes. So <laughs> Yeah. That was definitely my first one too. Like I there was a there was a marathon on one day and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch all of this, but I'll watch a few episodes and then like I didn't sleep. <laughs> so. Ah, the classic I'll just watch a couple six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> all right before we wrap this up does anybody else have any tropes they want to throw in as kind of like a uh like second place favorite trope or like a trope you think doesn't get enough love or anything like that so so i actually i have a comfort character oh what's your comfort character andy already knows who it is it's Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate 3. I, oh my, I, I can't, I, listen. <laughs> don't, don't make those eyes at me. Leave me alone, leave me be, all that right? That is so you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I like Halson. You're okay, fine. Okay, 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 okay. You're, you're valid and seen, buddy. Listen, listen, something about Hot Topic Princess, all right? She, <laughs> she, she's, she's God's trying favorite. her best. God's favorite hot topic princess. God's favorite hot topic princess. Baldur's <laughs> Gate is so good for for characters. What? What, Andy? What? Uh, my brain is in merchandise <laughs> zone, so it was like God's favorite hot topic princess would make an iconic sticker, <laughs> and I love it. So sorry, I'm just like 
because I've I've been talking to beeps, so I'm like, so I <laughs> You're apologize. You're in merch land. Merchandising, yeah, merchandising, merchandising. Another character though from way back in the day, um, is from the Mummy, the main lead actress. Rachel Weiss? Yeah, Evie. Rachel Weiss? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, that entire movie was a bisexual and, like, gay awakening for basically everybody who saw it who was either of those things. (laughs) That that cast, like, who who didn't you love? You know, you saw them and you were like, (laughs) guess Guess I'm gay now. We'll find out what flavor later. (laughs) Find it out. I just realized an amazing foreplay question. What? Who was your gay awakening? Oh. Or for us, like, the bi awakening yeah. specifically, but, like, gay awakening. Who wasn't? <laughs> My, specifically, the one that I, I had a crush on that I was actually, like, it was one of those, do I want to be her or do I want to be with her? But it was way before I realized I was bi, like, 10, 15 years. And it's so sad. Um, It was the character Chloe from Smallville. Yes. I love her. I love Chloe. And I'm so sad because, like, the actress got involved in that weird cult. So it's, like, such a bummer. <laughs> but second is Felicia Day. So I have, like, a, a backup um, who's less crazy in a cult <laughs> now. <laughs> I can never say her name right. But she was the leading lady in Resident Evil. Mia, the movie. Resident Evil oh, movie. Oh, Mia uh, um, Jovovich. Jo- jo- so, something. Mia <laughs> Jehovah's Witness. I don't know. Whatever her name is, I know y'all are going to correct me. I, it wasn't even really a good movie, but I will never forget it. I think that was my awakening, even though I'd seen The Mummy before. There's this common thing where you're like, oh, they're just really cool. That's that's it. I just like them because they're really cool. Where you're kind of like in denial and you don't recognize it. Another thing that led to my awakening was something I learned later on, which is if you have a string of a lot of like kind of tumultuous same sex relationships where you consider them friendships, but you get older and you're just kind of like, oh, it's not normal to want to you know spend time with them instead of them spend time with their boyfriend oh wait why did she care who i was hanging out with? it's it's a whole thing it's a whole fun psychological ball of yarn to unravel <laughs> how many friends were actually yeah girlfriends? yeah exactly and you just well i know. already told you all about my my friend <laughs> we would go on fake dates to the movies Karen, I can't keep defending you. <laughs> <laughs> we were both dumbasses. Neither of us realized it, okay? <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> oh. Sorry. But yeah, as for other tropes, I just really like a bit of drama. I like tension. I, I think, not to get too much into the book, because we're going to be interviewing Brittany in our next episode, but I think one of the reasons... I love your novel so much is how well done tension is. Like, I just, I am a sucker for like, some I good just, tension. I feel like a lot of books and a lot of, like, romance stories, they just, just get right to the smut. And you know what? That's fine, you know? But I want some banter. I want some bickering. Have them fight. <laughs> <laughs> Make them fight for me. Yeah. <laughs> Show me you're worthy. In the arena. 
Listen, sapphic gladiator romance novel. Win. Listen. That Listen. would be really good, though. That would be really good. All right. <laughs> you were being perceived. No, wait, don't. <laughs> Stop looking at me. It's not bisexual awareness day, Andy. You can't see me. Oh, okay. Sorry. You can't so see sorry. any of us. We're John Cena up until one specific day of the year. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like going to take over the conversation now. So sorry. The ADHD went before I could like make it be socially appropriate blank blank character to the rescue is oh i love a good rescue i'm a slut for a rescue so i don't know if anybody's just like i'm sure you're familiar with the term but like the bamf trope like someone being a bamf like badass motherfucker yeah i love having like a badass motherfucker character like someone coming in saving the day but then getting real fucked up in the process and then the person they were saving has to hurt comfort them yeah that is my favorite because i want the person being hurt comforted to be to be shown to be like a badass first or like you know like they seem like they don't need help but then they really do then they're hiding a stab wound. yeah exactly oh that's the stuff yeah, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and they can be gladiators. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh. God and then they were gladiators. <laughs> this is the worst game of fanfiction television. <laughs> my, my camera got very confused at gladiators. Come on. Yeah. Your camera's too turned on to work. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Sorry I go. can't come into work. I'm too turned on. <laughs> be on i thought about sapphic gladiators too much i can't come to work (laughs) so sorry (laughs) tell me i'm wrong you're not that's i you're not you're not wrong no sapphic gladiators is great (laughs) also hell of a drag name sapphic gladiator (laughs) it's great this is great maybe i'm just remembering xena another awakening (gasps) oh Oh, i forgot about xena no, Xena. No. Xena. That that goes top of the list. I have a really embarrassing one. Um, the villain from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with the oh, two Rita? horns. Yeah. yeah. Rita Repulsa? Why was she kind of thick with it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I loved about Rita? Is she was so camp. Like, yeah. she was incredibly camp, and I love that. Honestly, if you watch the, like, full-length movie, the lady that has the, like, flute or like stick that she takes part and like spins like this she i'll send a picture <laughs> we watched a lot of power rangers as a kid oh my god oh rita repulsa <laughs> i fucking can't she was bad with it that's not my fault no it's not no it's totally valid it's a very valid reading of Power Rangers that Reed Repulsa is thick. <laughs> I'm valid. God damn it. Sorry. I just also, saw what you said in the Mams chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Br- <laughs> uh, Tell Brittany. Tell Brittany what you wrote. <laughs> I let Corinne know that her tits looked incredible today. <laughs> Yeah. You deserve mm-hmm. to know. Thank you. This is one of my really good boob dresses. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Specifically 
Corinne's closet, there's like dresses, boob dresses. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, there, there's the ones that showcase the gals. <laughs> Give them room to breathe, you might say. I want to die in your tits tonight. <laughs> you know, we've had a good run. Also, there's something you wore. It's a podcast incidence, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to bring us to a close for this foreplay. Did we miss your favorite trope? Comment on this episode and let us know. This has been WBTY and Foreplay, and I hope we've left you wanting more. Together now, get flirty. And stay dirty. 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 Dirty.